Hello, this is Brian Wampler with another episode of the Chasey Tone Podcast, the podcast about guitars, amps, effects, as well as a healthy dose of interesting off-topic discussions. Back again today is my good old buddy Blake Weiland from the amazing Tone Mob Podcast. How you doing, Blake? Oh man, I'm just, I just drank some cold brew coffee out of my old blood noise coffee mug and I'm feeling good. I'm jealous. Absolutely so jealous. That's, I, I didn't have a chance to grab my coffee. Normally I do and uh, did not have a chance today. So I may be off my game just a little bit. The tables have turned. Usually <laughs> you're the caffeinated one, but this time it's me, baby. Here we go. This time I'm like, oh, so how, how you doing today, Blake? I'm, just, uh, <laughs> I'm fine, I suppose. Just I guess I'm all right. No, this is sort of related, but sort of not. But I saw a meme the other day that was a fake tweet from Coca-Cola. And uh, it, it said, you know, in 1918, we might have had a pandemic, but at least we had cocaine in our Coke. And Coca-Cola said, screw it, we're putting the cocaine back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe that's what we need to really get this podcast off the ground. That, that's what we need. Cocaine. Yes. Cocaine. That, yeah, that's a great idea, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> Propane. Uh, I don't think um I don't think so. I'm really not thinking that. Yeah, probably not. So I've been waiting all weekend to talk to you about this because last week JHS released a new complete lineup of pedals. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it kind of felt like in the middle felt felt kind of fell in the middle of our cycle. So I knew it'd be a few days where we could actually talk about it, but I thought that'd be a pretty cool thing to talk about. We, I mean, we kind of got to. It's it's um, it's something exciting in the pedal world, right? Right. We, exactly. we always kind of we always kind of bitch and moan about how there's nothing really going on right now, not not anything too crazy, and this is a, is a little crazy in a good way. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I was stoked to see that, and uh, I think it's a it's a cool move for JHS. You know this. This water has sort of been tested before, but not in a quite this, not quite to this depth where they released an entire line. But I think EQD kind of proved that, like, if you can figure out a relatively simple, good sounding uh, pedal that is already in in demand in a lot of ways, that you can have some success with it. They did it with the plumes, and uh, it's not always easy. You know, you kind of have to get to a certain scale before you can produce something like that at that price point and have it make sense from a business sense or from a business perspective, rather. And uh, JHS has obviously hit that level, but that can be really difficult for somebody. Like I see other people being like, well, how come other pedals are only $100 then? And it's like, well, there's a lot to that. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, I I, um, I heard Josh say Something I'm paraphrasing completely, so forgive me if I screw this up. But I thought he said something like, "We're we're still building them here in America, and it's the same types of guts." I guess I I don't remember exactly how he said that, but I'm not. So I, I'm literally going, "I can't do that. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't know how. Like I literally don't know how. It's cool. I mean, I'm sure I'm glad he's figured out a way to do it." But, um, you know, there's, contrary to what many, well, what some people would believe, it's not like we're all just sitting on $20 pedals and thinking, I wonder if we could charge 500 for this one. Right. You know? <laughs> most, most of us are not doing that. 
there's a there's a mathematical way that we arrive at our price, and it usually starts with how much does this cost to build? Right, <laughs> right. Not always completely, but that's generally where it kind of floats around. There's there's exceptions on both sides. There's always exceptions where, man, there's there's several in our line where I'm like, we literally make nothing on it, like we very very little on it. Um, and then there's exceptions like, ah, oh, we're doing good on that one. Um, but it's it's never anything ridiculous, you know. <laughs> they are toys for guitar players anyways. Right, right. You <laughs> but, know, um, we probably should tell people, I'm sure that sure. most people listening to this show know what we're talking about. I, but I realized so, we kind of just glossed over, like, we what did. the actual particulars are and we just started totally, talking about it. We totally assumed everyone knew what we were talking about. So let me back this train up. And <laughs> that would have been a good place to start, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should have started there. That would. Jay just come out with a new line of pedals, and here's the details. Oh wait, we didn't give any. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking. So it looks like it's not. Is it nine of them? I think that's right. Nine. It's, nine or seven. I don't know. I didn't count so, them. So it's they're all, they all look the same, roughly all, same graphics. So which means kind of no graphics. All white, uh, plain with a logo on it. Three knobs and a switch. Uh, side mounted jacks, um, you know, all the same layout too. Like yeah, same three layout. Knobs, it's the cases are all identical, basically with different print jobs on them. Right. So we have the uh, the reverb, and they're called three series, by the way, uh, for three knobs. I assume uh, reverb. We have a delay. We have a fuzz. We have a chorus. We have an overdrive, a compressor, a distortion. And another chorus and delay. Maybe it is seven. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, it's not two chorus, another chorus and delay. That's just the, what, the image I was looking at showed chorus and delay mentioned twice. So I think it is seven of them. Okay, gotcha. So a lot of speculation going on. I, I've been reading as much as I can about it. Apparently, the, the digital components is based off of spin. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure a lot of people aren't familiar with that. Spin is like... Um, I think Chase Bliss started using a lot of spin originally. I think uh, Keeley used spin quite a bit at first. And then there's a lot of smaller smaller uh, manufacturers that use spin. So it's basically it's basically just the chip is called a spin FV1, in case you're wondering. Yeah. And it's very common for it's, digital effects. It's it is very common, yeah. It and it's it's um it's programmed from the manufacturer in such a way that it's kind of made for audio effects rather than just having a blank chip and having to type in a bunch of code that says, okay, we're actually going to send audio to this computer chip. It's, it's kind of pre-programmed that takes away some of the, some of the more time consuming processes of making a chip do effects. So that doesn't, so don't get me wrong. Even though the chip comes from the from the manufacturer, where it does have delay and reverb and et cetera pre-programmed on it, most people, as far as I know, most people don't just take those stock programs and you know put it in a box and call it a day. Most of them, um, you know, kind of tailor things to their liking. Yeah, you and, can you can go back to zero with those things and completely code things yourself, which a lot of people do. I know that uh, that's what Jack over at Mr. Black does. There's not anything in there that's like factory code in anything that he does. It's all 
from scratch, you know, and that's that's what a lot of people get twisted about that. They think that that's a drag and drop, and it is, it can be, but can be. a lot of people are still doing their own coding and the algorithms are their own, very own creation, which yeah. is a whole other art form in itself. It really is. It's completely different than breadboarding something. Um, and with, the, with this particular spin chip, there was a person that actually developed a drag and drop interface, meaning... You kind of put like, all right, we're going to put chorus in this pedal, so let's drag this chorus module here on the screen. We're going to connect it with wires. We're going to have control these parameters. And then, uh, you know, let's, let's do th this to the EQ here. And you can kind of do it in, in sort of a, you know, like the old WYSIWYG interface. Kind of, sort of. Not exactly, but it, it does make it easier in that way. But there are, um, you, you can just kind of get rid of that interface and literally, literally type in your own code, you know. So, you know, when I send a sound into it, I'm going to make that sound delay by however the, you know, however the pot is, potentiometer, not marijuana. And, um, you know, as I turn that potentiometer up, I'm going to make the sound echo by X amount of milliseconds. And so, like, literally, that's kind of how you code in a, a digital pedal rather than here's a transistor let's see what happens whenever i change the bias of this transistor um totally different yeah still fun just a whole different game um but anyway so the reverb delay i believe or spin according to josh the fuzz i i now i haven't talked to josh i'm just from what i've read looks to be like a fuzz face thing the um chorus i, I believe is also spin based uh, Digital-based, in other words. Uh, the overdrive? I don't know. Josh says it's not a tube screamer. Um, I'm not sure what it is, actually. I'm interested. But I mystery don't know drive. It is. it is a mystery drive. Uh, the compressor, I don't know. It's analog from what I've been told, but, uh, from what I've read, rather. I don't know if it's like a Ross or if it's an orange squeezer or, you know, who knows. Uh, distortion, I think that filter knob gave it away for me. I'm like, that's a rat. It's got to be a rat. <laughs> Uh, you know, so that's, um, I mean, I love the rat. Oh man. <laughs> the Fantastic. So good. so good. It's so good. And, and really, and even the rat pedal, um, you know, they're, they're pretty inexpensive as far as pedals. Well, this is inexpensive as the JHS series here. Yeah. I think, what are they? 79 or 89? Somewhere, somewhere in the under a hundred dollars, I believe for the rats. And, um, yeah, a lot of fun. That's actually one of my favorite pedals to modify just because, so there's so many different things to do, and there's space in the case, and uh, it's just it's just fun. It's good, clean fun. It is. I love how a good rap breaks up. It it's like fuzzstortion, and I just love yes. it so much. And it sounds so good on baritone guitars. Ah, uh, ah, uh, man. Mm. I'm gonna play a rat later. I'm gonna yeah, plug in rats... my big ear woodcutter and go to town. <laughs> yeah, rat. One second. Excuse me, that is not a COVID cough, I promise. Um, rats do have this, this, I don't want to say quirky, but just the way the circuit is designed, you can really get a very clean edge of breakup overdrive with the gain way down. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, depending what guitar and basically what kind of signal you're hitting it with, around noon or so, we start going from, we're a distortion pedal too. I think it's time to fuzz things up now. Yes. <laughs> yes so it's yes. cool. It's like an overdrive, a distortion, and a fuzz all in one. 
Yeah, it's a really great circuit. I, it, I don't know if it gets enough love. Maybe it does nowadays, but back in the day, it didn't get the love it deserved, in my opinion. For, yeah, for a while, it was kind of, just kind of overlooked, you know. And then, and then, um, I, the original vintage non-LED rats kind of took off on eBay at that time, and uh, it seemed like it ignited a whole new generation of rat lovers. Not that, you know, I mean, there was people in the '90s that swore by them as well but it did seem like a period of time they just kind of got overlooked for something else you know it's probably rack stuff yeah <laughs> anyway i did we cover all the jhs pedals that's all of them yeah i wish i i i haven't bought them yet so oh one key point that we we keep touching on but not fully touching on they are all 99 dollars. yes each one not for yeah each one not for the whole thing you can't get them I mean, <laughs> right good luck yeah yeah they are not all ninety nine dollars together but each one individually is ninety nine dollars yes yeah I'm excited I'm excited to hit over to um you know probably uh, I'm looking at an ad right now at Sweetwater so that's probably what I'm going to click on mm-hmm. unless someone wants to and we'll see what Google throws at me next who knows what 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 company will land in front of me. But, you got to do the tonemob.com slash Sweetwater link. That's the best link to use. For ooh, little affiliate action, huh? Oh, yeah, baby. What oh, is, yeah. So that's tonemob slash Sweetwater? No, tonemob.com slash Sweetwater. Well, there you go. That's a, that's a way to support Blake and his baritone guitar buying habit. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> starting to become a habit. I have, <laughs> I have three. That's starting to become a trend, I think. We'll be right back. Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. So uh, I know when they released these, um, they released two videos last Thursday. And the first one was pretty cool way of, of releasing a video, I thought. He had some of the people that work for him just play through the pedal and kind of give their thoughts and then record it, of course. And um, I thought that was a pretty unique way of doing it. And there's you know, some, some of the talk from different people within his organization. One might say that, you know, the, you know, maybe the delay wasn't bright enough and another person said it was too bright, for example. I forget exactly. But I know there's a couple of people that sort of contradicted their views on what that particular effect did for them. And I found that interesting because two completely different players and approaching the same thing with the exact same rig and it sounds completely different, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like stuff like that. It kind of goes to show like as much as I know you and I have this reaction sometimes where it's like, we've talked before about, about the man who emailed my friend Leon uh, claiming that there wasn't a sound in the Pelotar he couldn't get with his tube screamer. And we... 
You know, like I, I, I tend to think that, that that guy is wrong, but you know, maybe for him and the way he goes about things, uh, and maybe his tube screamer is broken. Uh, then I, I, I don't, I have a hard time imagining that. But maybe he's not wrong. Maybe for him, he couldn't get any sounds out of it that he couldn't get out of his supposedly broken tube screamer. Who knows? Okay, so you said the Pelotar, right? Yeah. So I have a Pelotar, and <laughs> it is so far away from a tube screamer. I, I, I'm a little speechless. I, I'm yeah. thinking if your tube screamer sounds like that, you've got some seriously misbiased op amps and transistors going yeah, on. So what I'm, I mean, it's for people who aren't aware. I know we've talked about it several times, but it's it's got a blend knob. Uh, for the two fuzz circuits then it, that's in it. The two fuzz circuits are on the right side. It's kind of a, a Russian-ish Big Muff type of thing. On the left side, it's like a... I think it's a... He based it on the Univox Square Wave, I believe, uh, which uh, neither of them do TS9 sounds. But, no, uh, <laughs> no, both are quite different than that. You, you'd probably be... Almost as similar, like like a bit crusher sounds just as much like a TS9 as either of those things do, in in my opinion. Yeah, or yeah, a it's a yeah. A re, a re, this this reverb sounds just like my tube screamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I do. I don't think it does. I don't think yeah. it does. Probably not. All that to say is, like, it. I was being, you know, by bringing up that example, I was kind of exaggerating it, obviously. But sometimes people aren't wrong. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, this delay is too bright. Well, for that guy, it was too bright, you know. For and for his other employee, yeah, it was it was just right. So you know, it's it's one of those things. It's uh, it's all subjective in in some ways, even though I do consider some people to be wrong. <laughs> um, no, Blake. Everyone is right. Everyone, everyone is right. right. Oh yes. boy, everyone's right. Maybe I'm wrong. Then maybe that's what it is. This whole time, I've been wrong this whole time. Very possible. I have been wrong myself a time or two. Just once. Mm-hmm. When you thought yeah. you were wrong. It turns out you were actually correct. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that so check out the JHS uh, 3 Series. Pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm anxious to see what they sound like. Me too. So in other news, um, if you haven't seen Andy... Um, Oh, crap, Andy, I'm so sorry. Your last name just totally Martin. blanked from my mind. Martin, thank you. If you have not seen Andy... <laughs> Golly. Mm-hmm. My age is catching up with me, Blake. If you have not seen Andy Martin's uh, wife's Instagram, you're you're missing out. You are. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> see, Big time. You have, you have to check. I, I like her Instagram better than the Wampler Petals Instagram. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's I can't very, very good, but and it's, it's very. It is new. really entertaining. It is. It's new and it's entertaining. Uh, she seems like she has a wonderful sense of humor. I think you've met her, haven't you? I actually haven't. Every time I've been over to Andy's house, she was at work. Oh, so I, I have cool. never met her in person. Although I have eight in her kitchen, which is kind of <laughs> kind of the know, same thing. Weird. Yeah, no, not really. But um, okay, yeah. So, so anyway, Andy's wife, who seems to have a really good sense of humor, Kim. All, Kim. There yes. you go. Uh, behind the pedals, that is the Instagram name if you're looking for it. So just the all one word behind the pedals. You'll love it. Uh, she, she had a post. Uh, 
and it, it's this is just like an informational post, right? Big blow, big bold letters. Hey, non-guitar players, your guitar playing, your guitar playing loved one just received a new pedal. Now what? Try out some of these questions to sound interested. One, is it true bypass? Two, what power supply does it use? Three, does it have tap tempo? Four, oh, it's from intercompany name. I really love their fuzzes. Five, <laughs> that will look really good on your board. Where will you put it in your signal chain? <laughs> and then lastly, six, has Andy done a demo yet? We should watch it together. That's right. So I tagged my wife in that, and her response is as follows. Yeah, no. That's all she said. <laughs> she's not playing along. She's not, she's not, she's not going to do it. So <laughs> that's so funny. I, I actually did not tag my wife into it because she probably, um, she, she probably would say, I've been in this business for so long. I don't care if it's true bypass. I don't care <laughs> what power supply it has. What I do care about is that you go do your thing, go play your pedals or whatever, and I'm going to do my thing making glittery cups. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's just kind of how it goes. Us guitar players, you know, and it's, you see it across the board, like, You've got one person who's very into this stuff and the other person does not care. And it, rarely is there a, a dual, uh, you know, like both spouses are on board because I think that would be a bad situation. <laughs> that could get ugly if they both suffer from gear acquisition syndrome on the same I have, level. Uh, I have a, a good friend and uh, I think I believe he listens to the podcast, Scott, Scott Height. Hi, Scott. Um, he and his wife both are just huge, huge fans of effects. They both play guitar, mm -hmm. among other instruments as well. And so, so they both are like stealing pedals off each other's board all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's always emailing me, man, my wife took my tumness. <laughs> I'm like, I got to get another one. <laughs> that actually could be pretty fun now that I say it. Maybe I'll backpedal on that statement. That could be, that could be a good time. Although, I mean... Hands off my board, honey. <laughs> That's I'm thinking like, you know, you're going out out to your room or wherever you, you're playing your music and, and you're like, you know what, I just can't wait to turn on my insert favorite pedal name. And you get there and there's just a space. Just an empty space and you're like, Honey, did you did you, did you take my delay pedal again? <laughs> did you take my con again? <laughs> Bill Finnegan made that himself. Bring back my con. So, but I guess, you know, I mean, there's, there's definitely worse things. I mean, I suppose your kids could steal it. You know, I know, I know we do have customers that their kids steal their gear as well, which is, is fun on one hand, but there's also the, Hey, you, you need to buy your own gear, kiddo. <laughs> this is Hands off daddy's Les Paul. Yeah. Dad had to work a long time to afford this Les Paul. And you start with a squire just like I did. Right. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, everybody so, go follow behind the pedals. It'll be a real treat. It's it's very niche Andy Martin fan humor. <laughs> yes. I mean yeah, I mean if you don't know who Andy Martin is, Andy is the the pro guitar shop guy. Uh, uh, but first, know. here's my clean tone. Guy. Right. 
Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who Andy is. But yes. Uh, and in fact, he's been on the podcast. Come to think of it, both of ours actually. Has he been on Chasing Tone? I didn't know he was on Chasing. I believe so. I know we did a video. It's it's been at a Winter Nam, maybe two years ago, and I think I used that audio here on the podcast okay. at one time. Yeah, he's yeah. been on my show twice. Uh, once when he was with Pro Guitar Shop, and then once after, just shortly after he made the transition to Reverb. So he's probably about due for another one because that's been a long time. Yeah, it has been. But yeah, he's the man. He's such a good dude. He is in person exactly what you would think. He's super chill and like. <laughs> he is exactly what you what you see on camera is exactly Andy, except yeah, he's not the scripted. Man. It, it, it was, I will say, it was a little bit different when I first met him in person to see him off. Because, you know, what you usually see is script of some sort. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to see just kind of an off script version, I was like, this is this is a bit surreal. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like you've been watching him for so long, so long, and he didn't do. I I actually went to Nam before he did, which was weird to think about. Like his like I think my second or third Nam was his first, and yeah. you know it was like very like he was it was very surreal for him. I mean I'd already met him in in person at that point, and we'd we'd talked a bunch of times, but like. I could see people looking at him as he was walking around. They're like, is that, that Andy? (laughs) It is Andy. He's a real person. (laughs) Not just a YouTube figment. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he was a little overwhelmed in a good way uh, about the response that, um, that he was getting at Nam just by his presence there. You know, (laughs) if you're a gear nerd like us and Andy's just floating around, you're going to stop him and talk about gear. You know what I mean? <laughs> or try to, anyway. Right. But, uh, I mean, I'm starting to see that with more YouTubers. You know, as we have progressed with this thing, you know, you and I know a bunch of the guitar YouTubers at this point. And I was amazed at how many people were flagging down Ryan from 60 Cycle Hum when I was hanging out with him. And he was, he works NAM. He works really hard at NAM and, like, yeah. films a ton of content. I just don't, I don't even know how he does it. But he films a ton of content while there. And I was hanging out with him for just a couple minutes, and there was like four people. They're like, "Ryan, hey, like, I'll take a picture with you." But I'm like, "This this YouTube uh, YouTube thing is very interesting. Never in, at any point in humans' history has there been such an ability to put yourself out there and have people actually like see it. It's very crazy. Like, you know, for a long time, the only way to crack into the entertainment business in any way, shape, or form was to go through the Hollywood channels, and now you." You just, you know, get on the internet and be really consistent, work really hard, and you have a good shot at it. So it's kind of yeah, weird. The, the uh, you know, the middle person is taken away completely. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's no intermediary of a person saying, I think we're going to make you a big star. You know? Right. <laughs> you know, like that's, it's not that it's gone. It's just kind of irrelevant anymore. It's, yeah, it's not necessary, depending on what you're trying to do, of course. Right. So it's, I mean, it's fascinating for sure. I think that's one of the, one of the good things about the internet. Yes. One, one of the bad things are the comment sections <laughs> on, on, <laughs> on some YouTube videos. Yeah. Not yeah, always, so but far, sometimes. I mean, I know my YouTube channel is microscopic compared to most of the people that we're talking about, but, or pretty much everybody that we're talking about, actually. But 
so far, my comment section is great because it's just podcast <laughs> listeners coming in and <laughs> commenting on it. So it's been wonderful, but that will change. It, I know that it will, will change. It will happen when, when you're like, wait, what, what did I do to this person? Why do they hate me so much? Why do they want me to die? Right. <laughs> like, I'm so- I, sorry? Right. Like, I guess? I, it's a Am video, I sorry? It's a video about guitar sounds. Why should I die over this? Oh, you need, <laughs> to, you need to die. You need to die. Apparently. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so. Oh, speaking of videos, I watched your last video. Uh, what is today? October 5th today. So this was a few days ago. Um, but you, I noticed that you used my um, my unlicensed version of me trying to throw the guitar over my yes. shoulder blade. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would appreciate that. I did get a kick out of it. I purposely <laughs> used that one because it looked worse. Yes. <laughs> it was actually on your uh your video. That yeah, was, we, yeah, yeah. That's the like the that's the B roll angle. Yeah, I had know? to use that one because it was funnier to me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that yeah, I thought that was a good I was trying to think of like I was like, I'm just gonna go to his most recent video and pull some quote and I was like, wait a minute, there's already gold here that I know exists. Let's use that instead. <laughs> and for anybody who uh, is wondering, you can go check out my latest video. It's uh, Well, I don't know if it'll be my latest when this drops, but it's called something about me failing. I forgot what I called it, but something about failure. So, so yeah, fun that's stuff. A ter- that's a terrible headline. Something about me failing. Yeah. It no, was something like that. I don't remember. It, it was, was like I totally failed. I think it was it, good. It, it, I totally I think it failed. Was, that was it. Yeah. Well, I totally failed. That's what it was. Yep. There that's you what. go. Now, when you're picking out your your um, um, your headlines for your video, are you doing any sort of Google research or anything like that? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes I do. The main thing I'm just trying to do is make it clickable. Like, I want people to go, hmm, I wonder what that's about. You could always say, free $100, and then, you know. The yeah, that's click it. Sorry, I had, <clears throat> I had to sneeze and mute myself for a second. That was really intense. <laughs> um yeah i I do a little bit of keyword research but not as much as i should to be perfectly honest interesting yeah that's and some things are just it's hard to get a a good a good content seo based headline for it's just some stuff it just doesn't translate well you know meaning um you know if i'm talking about diodes or something there's not a whole lot of google search data on diodes (laughs) diodes <laughs> other than not, like not in the way you know, that you're trying to explain them not for a video yeah not not yeah not in that way but I mean, all kinds of data about diodes for sure but it's not going to tell me what the most searched phrases are rather other than like is a one in nine one four similar to a one in four one eight four one four eight you know not not a very good clickable title for a video yeah it's it's really YouTube is an interesting, uh, I don't know what you would call it. I feel like traditional SEO stuff definitely applies there. Like, clearly it does. But also, some, I've talked to, like, YouTube consultants before, like, that specifically focus on YouTube tactics and things. And some of the things that I've been told make a lot of sense. So, like, you want to get something that has a decent amount of search volume and all that stuff as far as your subject matter that you're going to be covering. 
the problem is that doesn't always translate. So like I was talking to Scott from Stringjoy and we were talking to this same consultant guy and he, he, uh, he was really big on like, you need to find things with search volume and that is very applicable. However, Scott's best performing video that he's ever done on YouTube, it got like 350,000 views or 400,000 views or something, uh, was a video about new standard tuning, which has not very much search volume at all. So it's not a, it's not always that simple. Sometimes you kind of have to go with your gut and just try things and see what happens. And sometimes the YouTube SEO gods just smile upon you and you're like, here's thousands of hits for no reason. Right. (laughs) Why? Because. (laughs) <laughs> just seem like a good day to do it. I don't know. I mean, Instagram can be the same way, which is it's less SEO, but like sometimes I'll make a post and I'm like, wow, that did great. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do a similar one to that. And so I'll do the similar one and then that one won't do anything. It, it's yeah. really bizarre. Yeah, I get you. All right. Um, got anything else to add on the topic before we close this show out? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's pretty good. Oh, well, I do have something. Sure. Uh, stay tuned to both my channels and probably the Womper, Wompler channels, too, because you're going to be talking about this. We've got a big giveaway thingy happening really soon. And I haven't told Brian uh, when it's dropping yet, but <laughs> <laughs> I will once we stop recording. But it's happening very, very soon. So thank you for listening to the Chasing Tone podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com, and I'll personally get your email. If you want to email Blake, simply go to, or simply email, info at tonemob. I get this messed up. Info at thetonemob.com, right? Info at tonemob.com. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the only one. It stems back to the lady who stole my uh, desired Instagram handle like five years ago. And so now it's the on some things and just tone mob on other things. So. Yeah, it's it's confusing. But anyways, so at least to me, info at tonemob.com to reach Blake directly. If you, like to sh- if you like this podcast, make sure to share it with your friends and bandmates and others into guitar podcasts. Best way to show the, your support for the show is to share this podcast with a friend. Maybe go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever and leave a review maybe click some stars up there and um, make sure to check out Blake's podcast as well The Tone Mob the name of his podcast make sure to check out wampletpedals.com and uh, that's about it thanks for listening talk to you next week bye bye